Hey y'all, welcome to Rooted, the podcast that explores the ins and outs of modern agriculture and advocates for our rural lifestyle. Hey y'all, welcome back to Rooted. In today's episode, I am joined by Mr. Glenn Ross. Hello everybody, I'm Glenn Ross. So, Mr. Ross has been an ag teacher for what, 34 years? I was 34 years, yes. Okay, and I just, I want to know how you got involved in agriculture. Oh, gosh. Um, in agriculture? Uh, I guess I was probably, what, seven when I bought my first heifer. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, I gave $70 for her. Bought her from my dad. Yeah. Bought a shorthorn heifer from my dad for $70, and I've had them every day since yeah. did you show them not then i did show later on when i got to be a teenager but, but so were you involved in ffa in in, in your high school did oh yeah you, you went yeah. to McEwen. yes okay yeah. yeah and how was that experience oh it was great i was a three-year officer uh me procedure team skills soils livestock all those fun things loved it so what was your favorite competition as a student probably skills yeah, not Parley. Not Parley. It would have been my least he's favorite. A par- he's a Parley guru if people... If... But Yeah, that would have been my least favorite to actually compete really? in. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course, it was different back then. It was a different format than it is now. It was uh, We had an official audience. Oh. And we did... It was kind of a combination between what CCM is now and, and Parley. We'd, we'd have opening ceremony. And then you'd have... You had three separate chairmen. They'd go up one at a time to the podium, conduct a certain amount of business. You had an official audience that consisted of FFA members that the judges had brought with them to the contest. And they made the motions. They debated the motions, voted on them the whole nine yards. So if they messed up, you messed up. And if you were one of the first teams to go, guess what? They always messed up because they had to learn what they were doing too, you know. So it was more of a challenge uh, in that regard. It's much more Parley oriented now. That's you gain a lot more parliamentary procedure knowledge now than you did back then, but it had its challenges. I remember that my dad mentioned that the other night, actually, how when he did it, you had different everybody was chairman. Yes, you had three separate chairmen. That's and, crazy. And then the secretary also had uh, they had to read back their minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. So mm-hmm. you said you were an officer for three years. Mm-hmm. What were you? Ooh, I was historian treasurer, vice president. And what did that experience teach you? Well, first of all, it taught me a love for FFA. Yeah. That's the main thing. But, uh, you know, in, even back then, you uh, we learned a lot of leadership skills. I don't think it's as, as much as you guys do now, you know, but we did a lot with the community and, and, and those kind of things. And you just learned how to talk to people and deal with people and, and get along with people. And, and so it's a great experience. I recommend it to anybody. So where did you where did you go to college? Started off at Tennessee Tech, but ended up at uh, MTSU. And did you major in ag ed, or did you have a different major? I actually majored in agribusiness. I minored, or double majored, I guess, and the way it was then, in agribusiness and and ag ed. I really had no intentions of teaching ag, uh, but the position at McEwen came open after I had been out working for a few years. I wasn't especially happy with what I was doing, so 
I said, what the heck? We'll give, give this teaching thing a try. So your first job wasn't even no, teaching I, ag? I worked for Farm Bureau for about two years as a claims adjuster in their oh. insurance division. Yeah, I mean, it was, I worked for a great bunch of people and great company, but, you know, it just wasn't for me. So why did you... So you, you already stated this, but why, why did you want to become an ag teacher or why did you want to double major and have ag ed be one of those? Well, I thought an awful lot of Dr. Cliff Ricketts that was at MTSU. Of course, he was the teacher educator there. So I wanted to take a lot of classes under Doc anyway because we had a good relationship. And he was just a great guy. So, you know, I ended up after taking a few classes thinking, you know, this is my shortest route out of here. So I just decided to go that, that, that direction. But I'm glad I did. So it worked out for the best. So why do you think? I love the Harley. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> um, why did you? Why do you think that um, taking an agriculture class as a like a high schooler as a freshman is important to just start out your agriculture career? Well, first of all, it teaches you something about agriculture. But but more than that, you know, no matter what you go into, no matter what you do. You're going to need to be able to communicate with people and you can be the smartest person in the world but if you can't communicate with people you're not going to be much of an employee or a, yeah. or a boss or whatever the case may be so you know the public speaking skills that you get even if you don't do you know creed or prepared or extent you're still getting public speaking skills and all these other contests well it's given all reasons in livestock judging or debate and parley uh, or sales pitch and ag sales, whatever it is, you know, you're still gaining those those speaking skills. Do you think that's the most important leadership skill is communication? No, the most important is, is being able to deal with people. So having being a able, team attitude? Yes, being able to get along with people, trying not to run the show completely, uh, you know, taking people's opinion every now and then, those kind of things. So, and... FFA really, really does teach you that. Did that? Did FFA teach you that whenever you were in high school, whenever you were on your officer team? It did to a certain extent. Yeah, I learned a lot back then. Of course, you, you learn more once you get out and start going to work and, and you know, you're dealing with, with people that have a little bit different agendas. You know, in, in high school, when you're on a member, you're a member of a team. <laughs> everybody Sorry. has the same goal, right? Yeah. Or hopefully, everybody has the same goal. Uh, which is a little bit different when you get out in like the private sector and you find out everybody's got a little bit different agenda, mm -hmm. but, but still, you, you're still trying to deal with people. Yeah. And why do you think having those hands-on opportunities in the agriculture, in the agriculture classes is important because we have the greenhouse and then we have the livestock center. I know we dissected pigs as freshmen. Yeah. So wh why are those experiences important? You act like you didn't enjoy dissecting pigs. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I, I bet you did. Yeah, I, I always loved doing that. But anyway, uh, you know, that's what separates ag from really every other course in school. Um, you know, you can you can talk about it up in front of a room for days, but if you show somebody how to do it, you know, and they actually perform it themselves, and especially if they get to take that and teach it to somebody else, you know, uh, they've got it forever. Mm -hmm. You know, where... You know, I think back to my high school days, and, and I can't tell you, unfortunately, I can't tell you anything that happened in English or geometry. I yeah. mean, I learned some of that stuff, yeah, but to, but to say, tell me an experience you had in, say, algebra class. I'd be, I'd be in bad trouble. I couldn't come up with one. But I can tell you story after story after story from being in an ag class 
you know, and part of that was because we were hands-on. You know, we had a little bit more freedom, a little bit more flexibility, and, and it didn't, you know, it just is ingrained in you after a while. Yeah, and do you think that having those hands-on experiences also kind of lets you know what you're interested in the agriculture field or taking those agriculture classes? How does that help you when you're choosing a career path? Have you seen a lot of kids go into something after they experience something in that class? Right. We've had a lot of kids that, you know, when I was teaching, and I'm sure it's that way now, that when they, they took ag as a freshman, they didn't take ag for ag. They took agri-science for science. Yeah. You know, to get that science credit. They could, didn't have the foggiest notion of ever doing anything agricultural-related because they thought that was farming, right? What most people think. But then once they get in it, and once they start experiencing some of these things and they start seeing what FFA is more about, then you, you do see those kids saying, you know what, I think I think I'd like to do that forever. You know, I'd like to have a career yeah. in agriculture. So they do start moving that way. You, we've had lots of people who have come in. Agriculture as a career wasn't on their radar when they started, but ended up going that direction. And FFA teaches you that because I didn't know that Ag Ed, Ag Business, even Ag Calm, what I'm doing right now, was even an option as a freshman. And so kind of finding your own SAE and your own specific contest that you're interested in really helps you find out what what's open in the industry for right. you. Yeah. That's the beauty of FFA. There is something, there is a niche in, in FFA for every single person. When you look at all the different opportunities there are out there, all the different activities there, it doesn't matter what you're interested in. There is something that you would find that interests you in FFA, no matter what you're, you're, you're And it also pushes you out of your comfort zone. Oh, big time. I mean, yeah. when you were trying to teach me creed speaking, I was like, Mr. Ross, I can't do this. Mr. Ross, I didn't know there were questions. <laughs> but you're a great speaker now, Shelby. And I didn't know I was. Yeah, you I are. Mean, you, you do a great job. I so. never would have guessed. So that's like my favorite thing now. Public speaking. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. And so, what was the greatest lesson that being an ag teacher has taught you? Um, the greatest reward from ag teaching? Is that what you're looking for? The greatest? Well, yeah. Thing, yeah, I guess so. The thing I liked best about it, the thing I enjoyed most about it, was when you, you saw kids reach goals. Yeah. You know, when you saw, especially those kids that, uh, you know, were in a team and maybe they, they compete two, three years before they finally get to where they want to be. That was that was the most rewarding thing for me. And what advice would you give to somebody wanting to achieve a certain goal in FFA? You just got to work. You just got to work hard. You got to be determined, uh, and you got to work. Yeah. And so what was so that was your favorite part about oh, yeah. about yeah. being an ag teacher and right. and as an advisor, what was your favorite contest? Uh, as an advisor, well, let's back. That's probably Parley. Yeah, I, I loved uh, Parley. How did you? How do you know so much about Parley? Was it just the experience, or a lot of asking people that knew more than me? A lot of self study. You yeah. said you've read Robert's Rules of Order. Yes, that boring book. I have read it cover to cover. I can't yeah. believe. That. And then I and then I read it partially again. There's a lot of it I skipped because a lot of it didn't you know didn't really relate to our CDE directly so uh, but yeah i've read it and i've i've uh, i've spoken to some people that that i know knew more than me if i had questions i'd i would ask and you know a lot of study when was the first state contest you won 
Can you remember? Yes. Uh, Mr. Joe Green was a senior. Okay. And actually, he was a graduate. Uh, well, we qualified for, no, he would have been, he was still in school, but uh, we actually had the contest in the summer oh. because convention was in the summer that year. But his senior year, uh, we won, uh, we won Farley. So that's, you know, you know how old he is now. So yes. that was, uh, no, that, he ain't old. No, he's not, not at all. Uh, so that was, that was our first, first state contest to go to or to win. And what was the proudest moment you've ever had while being an ag teacher? Oh gosh. I know there's probably been a lot. Um, you know, just seeing kids achieve you, their dreams. Or? Yeah. And it, it got a little more personal than that too, because. Uh, you know, I had a daughter that was a state officer, Yeah. you know, and I uh, had another one that, that, that uh, you know, won her state proficiency, won state parley and those kind of things. So, I mean, it's hard to take the yeah. the daddy out too, you yeah. know, so, so if you could combine the two, those were pretty special moments. And what important skills do you think agriculture classes or being an SSA officer can teach you in general? About about leadership specifically. Uh, well, back to dealing with people, how to communicate with people, uh, how to handle problems. Yeah. Because I don't know. It doesn't matter what you go into. You're gonna have plenty of those. Um, you know how to how to manage your time. Uh, you guys that are good students that are active FFA members, you realize how hard it is to to. Uh, you know, be that good student, study for that chemistry test, study for that Harley test, we'll just say, or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and to maintain all that. So you're, you're learning a lot of time management skills as an FFA member, particularly if you're active, you know, and that's the thing, you know, any person who has ever been an FFA, you know, I would challenge you to find someone who was active in FFA that won't. Wow, that that was hitting a main list. Yeah. That could not tell you that it was not one of the more beneficial things they ever took in high school. Now, you know, you're going to have some of those that just kind of went through the motions, and, yeah. And, and they they might go a different direction, but if they were active, you won't find a single person that won't tell you they they benefited from FFA. Yeah, and I think people who go out of McEwen High School definitely have a better understanding of agriculture since they've taken that agriculture class and then other even if they don't go into agriculture right and even if they don't stay in it for four years you yeah. know they do have a little bit more of an understanding and appreciation for it i think that's right yeah so what advice would you have for somebody who is a freshman taking an agri-science class who who really wants to get involved or who really wants to be a chapter officer well start early you know don't sit back and wait start early Go to those first few FFA meetings that you have. Uh, go to every activity uh, that that they can possibly go to. Every tryout for a freshman contest, try out whether you make it or yeah. not. That's not necessarily that the most important thing. The fact that you, you know, Did you it. just keep shooting for it. You know, getting you out of your comfort zone, like you said a while ago. The more you do that, the more it becomes natural to you. So. That would be just day after, you know, just get involved as early as you can, do as many things as you can, uh, 
this chapter has always been good to to try to cater, especially to freshmen. Yeah. Try to fire those freshmen up, and uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there if they want. You can't make them do it. I wish sometimes you could because yeah. there's some good ones out there that we don't get sometimes because you know they're just too scared to try. Yeah. And you know, so just just get in there and and try out. And going and going back to leadership skills, I know your last year of teaching was a virtual year. So things were a little bit difficult that year. So I think through, especially throughout that year, FFA also teaches you problem solving because I wasn't a chapter officer, but I can only imagine how it was for them trying to figure out how to navigate that. Yeah, that, that first part of that year, you know, when we were, we were completely virtual, uh, that was awful. I just, you know, yeah. uh, we did get together. I don't know that we were supposed to necessarily, but we did get together for a few officer meetings and, you know, and they, they planned the year the very best they could. They planned the year under the assumption that we would remain virtual. Um, but, uh, you know, as it turned out, we did, we did end up getting back in school yeah. and, and being in person before the year was up. But, you know, it, you missed half a year and, you know, from the time COVID started to, well, to even now, you know, we had a whole bunch of FFA members never even had the opportunity to go to camp, you know, FFA camp, or didn't have the opportunity to go to convention. And a lot of those things that really motivate kids, you know, we, we just didn't get that opportunity. I will say, even you teaching ag over a computer was, was kind of hard as well. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was awful. But I, but I think everybody still learned a lot. I mean, by the end of the year, we were still dissecting pigs. Yeah. We were in the classroom, but we, yeah. we were doing it. Of course, we still had a few kids that, you know, never did come back. Yeah. They, they remained virtual, and that, that made it a, more of a challenge in itself, you know. So, you, you know, you had to get your kids in class going, and then you had those that, that's, that were at home virtual. So you're really teaching the two groups of kids at the same time. That was, that was a little bit. Would you say that was the biggest challenge you've ever faced, teaching ag? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that them off. COVID was a, it was a game changer. So what advice would you have for somebody who's wanting to run for regional or state office? Think long and hard about doing it. Make sure you're 100% in. That's, that's first. And then study and work your tail off. Practice interviews. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that would be more than happy to work with you and doing interviews that that have been through the process that are good at it uh, study as much as you can about agricultural issues current agricultural issues um, you know gain as much knowledge as you can about about ffa and agriculture in general but what a great experience that is you know if you're going to be a state yeah. officer i mean you don't have to be a regional officer obviously yeah but it does kind of help prepare you I think it's a feather in your hat just because you've gone, actually gone through an interview process. And had to yeah, be yeah. held responsible for serving That's your right. own region. Yeah. And, and you find out too, you're going to find out when you're a regional officer, you really want to be a state officer. Yeah. You know, be, and, and being a state officer is something that it requires such a time commitment now. You know, they do such a good job there. I mean, being a state officer, that's no little task. And you need to be 
100% in for you. Not you can't do that for somebody yeah. else. You know, that's got to be something you want uh 100%. I think it's also about the experience. I think that's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. At least running for state office, the experience of yeah. just doing yeah. it. Well, and the particularly if you if you get elected to a state office, just the contacts you the networking you're going to be doing, you know, it's not that's not the purpose of it. It's a, it's a servant leader position. So I don't want to make it sound like you can have selfish, selfish reasons for doing it, but, yeah. but you're going to, you know, you're going to have so many contacts just because of your involvement in that you can't have to have, can't help to have. So, uh, and the people that, that, you know, in the agriculture industry, you may, you just, you know, it's, it's an awesome experience and a door opener yeah. for a lot of people. If you're willing, if you're willing enough to put in, the work to yeah, you got to dedicate to a lot of your time. There and there's, yeah. Even after you get it, there's still. Oh yeah, after you get it, it's when the work starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you, you, uh, if you, and you're probably going to be in college for the most part. Mm -hmm. They are, you know. So uh, you're trying to balance college and being a state officer. And, time management. Yeah, back to that time <laughs> management thing, right? So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a challenge, and it's funny. Most state officers, you know, are so glad when their year is up. They're, they're almost tired. Yeah. They, you know, you can just see the relief, you know, but at the same time, they wouldn't take anything no. for that experience. Yeah. So. And you mentioned servant leadership. So what, how has FFA helped you understand exactly what that term means? Well, agriculture in general, I think is, is a, industry that lends itself to servant leaders yeah you know you, you're you're feeding and clothing others uh, so you know i think just by the nature of agriculture in general uh, an ffa i guess every chapter does this but you know we we try to do a lot of helping the community mm -hmm. and and i know y'all still do that and you know that that teaches kids a whole lot about what it means to be a servant leader and when you when you take on that chapter office at least in your own chapter it's it's not really about you anymore right. it's about your teammates it's about the betterment of the chapter yeah, being, being that chapter officer is when you learn to really start dealing with people yeah you got a lot of different personalities in there uh, you got a lot of different talents in there you, you know it, it's a little bit of a challenge sometimes sometimes you have some real headstrong people in there and you have to navigate that but yeah uh, it's a great experience yeah I'm yeah sure it is it's definitely I'm, it's definitely taught me a lot I about see, it yeah. i mean working with people and serving people not not myself i think i think it definitely grows people like on a personal level you know what i mean and oh yeah even if they don't go into agriculture they're still going to go out into the world being those servant leaders Right. Yeah, and you're at the top of the you're at the top of the food chain in this FBA officer thing. I don't, thing I don't think of it like that, Mr. I, well, and that's great that you don't. But it's obvious, you know, if if you sit around and watch some of you guys work, it, you know, you can pick out who those leaders are. You know, uh, and people I think gravitate to that too, especially your younger members. Yeah, and it, it, you have to be a role model too. Expect right. like in any office. I mean. It's important. Not just while you're here, but on 
social media on the weekends, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it it should be that way. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I had great role models to look up to even last year when I was secretary, looking up to other people in my chapter, like Emma Gunn, she just graduated looking up to her because I thought she was like the best person on the planet. And I wanted to be like her (laughs) wanting to be like your act teachers or wanting to be like a state officer. I think you really do have to be a good role model to create that next yeah. generation of, yeah. of leaders. Yeah, I agree. We, I, and, and there are a lot of them in FFA, you know, yeah. there, there really are. And uh, there's a lot of them right here at M- in McEwen, uh, in McEwen FFA. So, uh, yeah, you just, just got to kind of be mindful of what you're doing at all times when you're, when sure. you're an officer. I mean, leadership to me equals influence. So to me, everybody can technically be a leader, but it depends on what you do with it. You don't have to be a good leader. No, you don't. I mean, there have been so many bad leaders throughout history. It's just what kind of influence you want to have. And I think you really have to think about that. Yeah, and they they had some leadership qualities because they had a lot of people follow them. You know, they were just a little bit delusional about what they wanted to do. But, yeah, they're great leaders as far as being a leader is concerned. But you're right. That's why servant leadership is the best, yeah, yeah. best kind. Because you're always making a positive influence. That's right. On, on others. So. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> it's really good stuff. So. So you have you currently have a, a farm, right? Yes. What was its name? My my farm name. Yeah. It's Pleasant Breeze Farm. Okay. I think I knew that because of a password I had to enter one time. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's part of the password. <laughs> so I'm not going to say which password it was. It's funny because kids have all my passwords. Oh, I got it. I, I got it from Mandy Walker. Yeah, yeah, and I, I have, I have kids. I had kids that even knew my, my credit card number. Uh-uh. Oh yeah, I did. They could have ruined me, but they, fortunately, they were they were really good kids. But, yeah, you got lucky. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, they uh, pretty much knew my life inside and out. So, and how long have you had that farm? Um, oh gosh, since the 80s. The 80s? Late 80s, yeah. And you only grazed cattle? Yes. Now, we used to row crop, too. In fact, the farm that where I am now, we row crop those bottoms for for several years after I got out of, well, once I was in high school from the time I got out of college and I even taught for a while. But, uh, yeah, I don't have time for all that. It's I just want a few cows. Just enough to go out there and tell my dad with. looks at it. Oh yeah, I don't want to. Know, I don't want so many that it consumes me. Mm-hmm. But I've got to have a few. And did you grow up on a farm? Actually, no. Really? I grew up in town. But you bought a cow off your dad. Yes, but we had a farm. We just didn't live on. It. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I get. You. I got yeah. you now. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we lived in town the whole time I was growing up. Yeah. That's- that's my, crazy. I would never guess that. Oh, I, and I hated it. I'll just be honest. And I loved being over there where I grew up. There was about eight boys that grew up over there that were probably from youngest to oldest, eight years, you know. So we had some great pickup ball games over there. Oh. There was always fun stuff to do, but I would much rather. I mean, when my dad got home, if, if I could go check cows with him, that's where I was headed. So what what has that taught you about the agriculture industry and about what, like you are doing like a small portion of what like large scale farmers do every single day? 
Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the beef industry is a little bit different from, say, the swine industry mm-hmm. or the poultry industry. You, you, you know, there's a there's a lot of small beef producers out there, and, and there probably always will be. They can't figure out how to get rid of us, you know. There's yeah. not many pork producers out there that are small. You yeah. know, they're all pretty much uh, big time. So, uh, you know, that. I'm not sure where the question was at this point, but anyway. Oh, what did that teach you <laughs> yeah. about agriculture and what farmers uh, do every day? Yeah. Uh, for one thing, it taught me you better have work ethic. Yeah. Um, better be willing to, to take some hard licks occasionally because there are going to be some of those. You know, From the cow? Well, no. From oh. just, uh, weather, uh, disease whatever oh, you know I, I thought you were talking about like the cow kicked you or something oh, and yeah, I was I, like, well, well I've, I've had bones broken so yeah there's some of those licks too but uh, you know it you, you take you got to learn to take the good with the bad because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, challenges to, to being in agriculture yeah you're at the mercy of mother nature and she can True. be a mean old hag sometimes yeah. so yeah but uh, you know you're at the mercy of prices you're at the mercy of the weather it's it's but it's one of the most rewarding things you can ever do so we're running out of time so i think that'll be the last question that i have for you thank goodness but but thank you for coming on sure and i'm sure everybody will enjoy what you have to say because you just have so much experience like it comes with being old Uh, you're not that old but But, thank you for coming on sure it was it's been an honor i appreciate it And, and and you're awesome for doing this, Shelby. Being you. a young advocate for agriculture, that's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. See you guys later. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Rooted.